The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but at least they aren't threatening. Hmm, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I'm just getting that feeling that President Jill Obama is not working out that great for everybody. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Uh, it's because I drew the short straw. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. The David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. 5,400 seconds? Wow. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Good night. Oh, no. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. And right now, a big question that has emerged for many Christians is, is it time to start freaking out about our country? And here's my most direct biblical response. I don't know. Is God freaking out? Well, okay, then then that, that should probably tell us something. But the bottom line is you might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, and we don't want that to die of loneliness. Now, on our show, our gear, where we head towards, is the Hebrews 3.25, Hebrews 10.25 mentality about encouraging one another and strengthening one another. We're not opposed to people calling having opinions and having it be a political uh, interaction. We think it's fantastic. We support every show that does that, specifically the shows that are on this station because they're all really good, okay? But on our show, what we do is a little bit more pat on the back. Let's keep it going because there's just enough stuff going on for all of us to go, hmm, I need some help. And that's what we're here for, to be a help, to be an encouragement, to be a blessing. So if you've got a prayer request, this is a great opportunity for you to share that. If you've got a praise report, that praise report could be waiting to bless somebody who's listening that you have never met. This is that opportunity to present that before the Lord. Remember, there's a few ways to get a hold of us. We've decided not to allow the, the airplane skywriting to do uh, contact with us anymore. It's just too loud over the studio, and I can't see through the walls yet, so it's not able to do that at this point. However, you can call during our show at any time live, 972 
972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Special today, get ready, when you call 972-445-0770, you'll actually be talking to Amazing Jen. And let me tell you what that's like. That's like a nice rain after a long heat spell. Oh, and then you will be... Amazing! (laughs) That works out great. That's fine. Uh, Bottom line, so if you call, you get a chance to say hi to Jen. And then I tell you on a regular basis to be praying for Donna Jen. It's like, why? Well, without Don, there's not the funding of the station, and that's super important. But let's also understand that without Jennifer, there is no running of the station. So you should just keep that in mind. That's... That's pretty large uh, and important as well. If you've got something that you want to share, if you've got something that's going on, of course, reach out to us. You can reach out to us by text. That's 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483 for the special few of us who really appreciate this. 214-210-8483. Also, you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. That's David at hemustincrease.org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just David at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website. Before we do, there's two things I want to remind you of. There is a Labor Day schedule. Hint, 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 hint. On the website, a Labor Day schedule. Hint. As well, that is the place to give. You can either give directly through the website or it gives information on how to give or uh, then it has all these other things in there that help you with giving. If you want to give, that's great. If you want to give but you can't, don't worry about it. I don't want anybody guilting, okay? I went through enough guilt in my life to, to cover all of us. Don't worry about that. Just pray for us. But if you're in a position where you can give and participate, please do so. We promise you a Ferrari. No. I was going to promise you a Ferrari. No. We promise you a receipt at the end of the year. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Okay. Well, that was obviously that was somebody drinking a soda with a straw at the very end of it. That, that's I, I, I can get that. Okay. Because yeah. it's got that. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. You are flawless. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's just like, I can't believe it. All right. So here, uh, here's uh, one thing we're going to uh, talk about. We're going to pray for our country in a little bit because people are uh, – Well, they didn't all respond favorably to everything that happened last night. That's okay. But I'm also asking you guys, by the way, to be praying for moi. Is moi me? I don't know. It's uh, pray for me uh, as I'm seeking some uh, personal direction that goes alongside of the ministry direction. So I need your help. And that's the bottom line. We need help. We need wisdom. And we want to make sure that we step with the Lord. I don't want to go ahead of the Lord. I don't walk walk behind the Lord per se in what he wants me to do. You know, I love the idea of the side-by-side walking. But, um, you know, of course, that's just an image. Uh, so make sure to pray for us. We'll get into praying for the country later on. But we have to get into the text because this is a critical moment in the book of Hebrews where things take a serious turn. And we are at Hebrews chapter 9. 
We'll probably go about a minute extra on this one, Jennifer, just to let you know ahead of time, just kind of get the feel for it. Uh, here's what it says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1. Now, the first covenant also had regulations for ministry and an earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was set up in the first room, which is called the holy place, where the lamp stand, the table, and the presentation loaves were seated, were seated, 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 placed. Good enough. Behind the second curtain was the tent called the Most Holy Place. Ta-da! It had the gold altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered with gold on all sides, in which there was a gold jar containing the manna from Aaron's staff that budded and the tablets of the covenant. The cherubim glory was above and overshadowed the mercy seat. Let's just back this up before you get all like, whoa, that's a lot of text, Dave. Here's what I want you to get. In the temple that God had shown everybody how it was being made and giving Moses the plans and telling him this is a foreshadow of what's coming, the most important part about this that people just skip right by is there is the holy place, and that has to do with the lampstand and the tab- and the table and the presentation loaves, okay? And then in the next room is what they call the most holy room. So the way to think of that is you're in one room, and then there's another room that goes further back. And in that other room, it's the holy of holies, the most holy place. That's the place that the Lord, listen to this, that's the place that the Lord dwells in the most holy place. And what is amazing, you got to get the testimony from God. If you miss this, I'm failing at my job. What's there in the most holy place is the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant. Now, I'm not talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, so stay with me. The golden altar of incense is rep- reflective or representative, and especially we know this because of Revelation, of prayers and the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the Aaron's staff mud, and then also the tablets of the covenant, which is God's law, which is God's truth. And one of the coolest things that you and I need to understand if we can do a better job than just doing devotions because somebody said we should is to understand that when you do your devotional time of prayer and you do your devotional time of covenant study, studying the word, that that is located by the demonstration in the most holy of holies or in the presence of God. And some of you are out there and you're like, I want more of God. Well, guess where more of God is found? The symbolism is so clear for you and I. It's through the times of prayer, which are in the Holy of Holies. It's in the time of studying the covenant, which is in the Holy of Holies. When you're praying, when you're reading the word, when you're getting into it with the Lord, and you're not doing it by habit, but by relational pursuit, the Holy of Holies becomes your sanctuary. And you're thinking, whoa. 
You see, Jesus, he separated himself by himself to pray so he can be in communion between him, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. He didn't really have to study the word like we do since he was the word. <laughs> so he had that. But the idea for you and I is to bring through prayer and to bring through study and pursuit of the word into the very presence of God. I know it's fun at Bible studies. I know it's fun at certain fellowships, especially when you play certain games, even if they're Bible-related or somebody makes a potluck. That's always fun. That's great. But where the presence of God is, the symbolism for prayer and pursuing the covenant, the word, that is where he is manifested the most for you. Now, the next time your pastor or somebody says, well, you should read your Bible and pray more, don't think of it as the task. Think of it as the door through Jesus Christ by which you spend quality time with God. That is how we should think of it. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. The deterioration of the ecosystem or creation itself is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the 
person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you are in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you are in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. <laughs> and God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your first trivia question. Which person in the Bible? Which person in the Bible? Now, when I use that, I I include all stories and everything they're about. Which person of the Bible was was given was given food to eat that was given to the pigs? Which person in the Bible, real or storied, ate food that was given to the pigs? Ouch. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then as additional, as additional, I don't even know what that means. Uh, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. I can tell that it's what's really funny is when, when Al's voice recognition doesn't work. <laughs> What the different things are that come. That's pretty funny. Uh, okay, we do have somebody responding to that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and grab that. And then after that, we'll do our DNA and then go into the rest of our teaching. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? Oh, oh there you go. There it is. Hello. Hello. Yes, David. Yes. Yes, this is John. First time, long time. Hey, I'm sorry, say that again? My name is John, and it's first time calling, I... long time listener. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for calling. You are more than welcome to call in on a more regular basis anytime you want. Let me just say thank you for making the phone call because that's a, that's a, a step of courage, and I really appreciate it. So I want you to know that. All right? You ready for this Thank one? you, sir. You're, you're, here we go. Yes, this, sir. This is a classic now. Which Bible person, storied or otherwise, I guess that was the hint, huh? Storied or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Ate food that was given to the pigs. What do we got on that one? Uh, that's the same one whose father brought the fatted calf when he came back. That is, cor son. that is correct, sir! You are right! Excellent job! That Thank is, you, sir. And I, I have a question for you, sir. Yes. Oh, absolutely. If I can answer it, I will do my best. I can only do that which oh. I can do. <laughs> okay. My understanding is the translation of the Hebrews were the dusty ones. I'm sorry. Were the what? At what point were the dusty ones? Okay. Because they were nom nomads. 
Okay. Originally. And because Uh oh. He's breaking up later on. When did Hebrews become Jews? How did that come about? Okay, you gotta repeat John, you broke up when you were asking that, so can you just ask it again? Just ask it again. It's not a problem. Just go ahead and ask it yes, again. Sir. Okay. So how did the Hebrews become called the Jews? How did the Hebrews become called the Jews? Do you have the answer or are yes, you sir. looking for Oh, I want you to give it to No, Jared. I don't. You don't. Oh, you no, don't I have don't the answer. Know. Okay, so uh the the separation, so actually the Jewish people, the separation really came about from from Jacob more than anybody else, because Jacob is actually the father of the twelve tribes. And so even though Abraham is the grandfather and the and the covenant was was through Abraham initially, the promise carried on through Jacob and the twelve tribes, the twelve tribes of Israel. And uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna punt this. I'm gonna answer this this way. I have what I think I know is the answer, but I never liked the answer. I am gonna open this up and say if other people have a better understanding, somebody like Steve, as to why they were named. Jew, I would love to know that unless it came from the word Judah, which some people believe it did come from, and that he was a prime, you know, one of the primary that the Messiah would come out of. So that that's yes, one thing, and I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, I mean, it's, I'm not against it, but I'm not like dying to rally behind it. So uh, it's a okay. great question, and if I don't get a good answer for anybody, I will jump on board on Tuesday and give you a direct answer for that question after I do a, a weekend of research on it. Okay, and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. God bless you, bro. Thank you, sir. Excellent job. All right. See, now Dave doesn't know everything. Yeah, see, I, I think there's the correlation between Judah and Jude, but I want to, you know, I want to, you know. Now, Steve might be listening, and Steve would know better than me because that's the kind of stuff Steve really likes, okay? But what a great job. First kind of caller, yay! Sometimes I can't hear you as well. I'm still working. The ear is about 95, 95%. Hey, that's better than it was uh, a week ago <laughs> when I was doing this from the other ear going, what, what, what'd you say, what? Uh, okay, great job there. Let's do our DNA, and then we'll get into our teaching. DNA is the building blocks of what we are. Well, it's kind of like the building blocks of what we are. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every every day that ends in Y. It's <laughs> as simple as that. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. So we do have somebody calling us, probably Steve. Uh, the idea behind the serving process is this. You I know your life is important. My life is important. My wife's life is important. My children, my children's lives are very important. My grandchildren's lives are even more important. They're all important, okay? But other people are important to God too. And being sensitive to how other people are doing is important. See what I'm saying? So sensitive to the Lord, sensitive to people. It's really just about not just being dialed into yourself. That's really, it's just that's what all of it is. Okay. All right. Somebody is uh, going to help us with the answer. Yes, it is Ace. It is Ace. Oh, I'm now I'm super impressed. Send him through. Knock, knock. Is this my dear brother Ace? Yes, brother. I'm Brother David Spoon, Dr. Spoon, we appreciate you being there. <laughs> How you doing, brother? 
I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I can't use prayer and uh, not on my nose is really I'm cutting my breathing off. I'm having a lot of issues since I have a, a cancel basal or whatever it is on my nose or in my nose. And uh, anyway, it's but I've been putting that away too long. I shouldn't have. But uh, but anyway, that uh, deal uh, I, I, Britannica. I just jumped on it, and it's not my my knowledge. But Britannica says after six CE they were called Jews when they came back from Babylon uh, captivity. That's the answer. So they, 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 the name then was transferred to them as a type of people that returned out of uh, out of captivity. Yeah, because you know uh, Judah's one. They attacked Judah. Israel was gone, so they they attacked Judah, and Judah went out and then came back. And they, when they came back, they since there wasn't any Israelites, I assume that's why they didn't call them all Hebrews. That they just called them Jews because Judah was the only place left. You know, that's, a, that's a good answer, and that I hope John's listening. That's a good answer, good response. That's why I love this audience. That's what you need. You need everybody giving that insight, giving that input. Now, I like that a lot more than just what I had said because it just makes more sense. And for me, I'm one of those guys that, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be the end of the world, but it has to follow. It has to, I have to be able to follow the line. So that's great. That's great, great information. What a great job you did. Well, I wish it was my info, but <laughs> but I, I thought it sounded good. I mean, it does make sense. So since Israel was gone in the diaspora, then uh, the Jews were the only ones left anyway, or Judah, which we I, I connect as a Jew. That's uh, because again, Jesus been been from the tribe of Judah was was a Jew. So yeah. Anyway, that that's kind of a common cover, I think, for that whole land. Now was uh, they're Jewish instead of Israelites, and or instead of Hebrews, I should say. All right. Well, let me pray for you. I only got about a minute left, but I want to pray for you, okay? Because I want everybody in the audience kind of joining their faith with me as we kind of pray and ask the Lord to help you, okay? Uh, let's, let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. Our brother Ace is so, he's so precious to us. He's dear to us. And Lord, he's been with me from the beginning of this show. He's just been great. Been a fantastic support, a fantastic brother, a fantastic teacher. And Lord, I am asking you and everybody in this audience, we are asking you, personalizing, asking you, Father God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, through whose stripes we are healed, that you would bring a touch into our brother Ace's body and touch that nose, touch that cancer, beat back that cancer. Let him find out there's good news that comes from this and not just frustration Hallelujah. news, Lord. Give him that yeah. grace and that gift and let him testify to your glory in this process. We pray and petition you and leave it at your feet and trust you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Amen, you brother. You, you got, you're right connected, my friend. More so than most people with a prayer. That's great. Thank you for your prayer. Right. Thank we you. love you, brother. Praying for me. Appreciate it. God bless you, bro. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's our show. You thought you were going to get the next teaching. Ha! <laughs> That's my response. Ha! Not so fast. Anyway, so we'll pick it up next week. I can just tell you one thing. Mercy covers the whole thing in the covenant seat. Yeah, you should know where I was going with that. I'll just say that. Okay. All right. We'll take our break and then come back to the top of the hour. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know, a little Tell bit me the show's all about you. Well, this segment is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the show. 
But I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called Joke Time. Is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder, because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, Pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in Scripture, and they think that it applies to all processes. So somebody actually said to a member at our station, you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians. And then it's like, "Eh, wrong answer. This is why we do the thing called read. That's always fun. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 says this, in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from. It's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no? The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I used, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together really, really needs really needs to, like, relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience.